Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Fast. Alongside me is manager Jacob, who's actually more so going to take the reins on this episode once we get to the interview portion. So Yeah, I've been called co-host for a long time, Sarah. I might update my Instagram bio. To just host? Host. You could update I've to never, co-host. For... I've never said it's like host and co-host. I don't actually have that. It's like co-host. It's like co-host means multi. Okay, no, it's not like host and co-host. It's no. like co is in like. You're right together i take it back we do this together but i like you said the training wheels are coming off yes. you're getting to really lead the so if this portion. episode sucks skip ahead and <laughs> check out the next one but we'll but see. still rate it five stars <laughs> uh but with that what are you eating or drinking this week okay sarah i actually checked at a restaurant close to me no surprise east end Classic. although they have a few different locations around toronto mm-hmm. tabule uh, it's a Lebanese restaurant. Tabouli? Yeah, Tabouli. Tabouli. I love that Tabouli. place. Oh my God, so it's good. It's so yummy. Yeah. Okay, I hadn't been in a little while. I used to get lunch there all the time, like takeout lunch. Um, but we uh, went the other day, checked it out. They have some of the best cocktails in really? the city, I think. Yeah. They have like this specialty cocktail list that's like all mo- like different takes on mojitos. And I had this one, I think it was called the Habibi. And it was like, I was like <gasps> first of all, fun to say. There's a Tabouli near here. Maybe that's where we should, we have a meeting after this. Maybe we should go have a meeting at that's Tabouli where I was. After. That's where I was. Oh, that location. It's oh, also it's a cool, so nice, good. like little neighborhood spot. But it's also, so it was so like I said, it was a take on a mojito, but it had pomegranate molasses in it, which I guess I have had that drink before. Really, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, yes. two I was summers like, ago, I've never had pomegranate molasses, but I guess it's like a, a pretty big yeah. ingredient used in salad dressings and cocktails and yeah. other stuff in Middle Eastern food. And I was just like, well, let me try that. Guess what? Amazing. Well, I guess you already yeah. know. <laughs> I know. I had it two summers ago. Cause I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, it's so yummy. 
I love that's one. That's like an underrated place where it's like it's not until someone brings it back up. That I'm like, oh my god, right? I love yeah, that restaurant. Yeah, that I should add into my rotation. And a little speaking bit more like often. going off of, I think you were talking about last week restaurants that have like big portion sizes. Huge, huge. So good for sharing. Oh, amazing for sharing. Amazing for like having leftovers the yeah. next day or later that night type of thing. Yeah. I had a great experience and a good cocktail, so I'd recommend it. I love that. What well, about you? Um, I'm just, I just wrote down tequila sodas. Oh, really? In my, if you all followed my ins and outs of 2023 into 2024, um, I said vodka sodas are out, tequila sodas are in. Vodka's out, tequila's in. Why? Tequila's an upper. I'm getting, in my old age, a little bit more tired as I go out to is the bar. Is that true? Yeah, tequila's the only alcohol that is not a depressant. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's something about the agave, and I don't, I don't Spitting know. Spitting agave don't facts. A- don't ask me. All I know is... Whenever someone says, what do you want? I go, the upper, please. <laughs> <laughs> Does a bartender know no, what that means? No, <laughs> my friends. But like tequila is an upper, allegedly. I heard that from the internet. So I'll take your word for it. I don't, you can fact check me. I might be completely bullshitting. But for me, it's an upper. Like my personality is up on tequila. Vodka, it gets questionable. And I've also been drinking vodka for so long. I've had a, it's just been like vodka sodas forever. You get tired And of it's it. a good base for a cocktail. But like we're trying to change it up. I'm not a big gin girl. So naturally tequila and good tequila i'm not like, okay i was I'm gonna say because you could tequila. you could mess around with some like bar rail soda and like no low. i if <laughs> if they have like another like i usually don't ask for the bar rail tequila if they have like another like level i'll ask unless it's like i'm at the wheat chief and i'm just like whatever I'll give me whatever, whatever you tequila want. <laughs> they have but well, there are some like space, space, places like that that you do want whatever they're gonna give you yeah so uh tequila though and so i want to start like mixing in like tequila cocktails into my repertoire okay I'm we'll toss some with, pomegranate molasses in i there. know <laughs> i should i'm pretty good with vodka based cocktails but tequila ones that'll be my next step and some mezcal make a little okay. smoky yeah 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 yeah, yeah nice. so we'll see it's a hot tequila 2024 okay <laughs> apart from hot tequila what are we watching or reading this week, Sarah? Okay, so when we recorded this, last night was the AFC Championship where Taylor Swift went on the field with Travis Kelsey. I'm literally giggling, like talking about this. I think I have watched, I was like in the NASA control room. I had my laptop, my phone. I was watching every possible <laughs> angle of their interaction on the field. I know everything they said to each other now. I've got every iPhone to a nice camera. I did notice that every you photo. added a photo of them to your weekly photo Absolutely, dump on Instagram. Absolutely, because <laughs> my weekly photo dump on Instagram really needs to represent what my week was. Yeah. And that was my Sunday. I just spent my Sunday, well, after the game, like giggling on my couch, looking at everything. And I, look, I saw this tweet that was like, the way I care so much about this, like somebody give me a lobotomy. Like that's how I feel it was right nice. now. It's like, I care so much. And it's like, un- like, I don't know why. Anyways. It is like watching an episodic series that's released every 100%. week. And you're like, oh, how's the care- how's the relationship going to be developed? Like the Which fact new characters are coming oh, in? I know. Who are else we going to get a kiss? Who are else is get- in the box? Like, yeah. oh my God, we got an I love you. Oh, oh my God, we got so much. No, the sweetie? So what do you say, sweetie? Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. That's what I watch. I can't even say I watched a show or read a book. All, I, for three hours, I just watched every possible there angle. There's a lot of content. I feel Taylor like they Swift probably quadrupled the press pool just to have enough camera angles to like 100%. catch the every moment was, of them. Um, everyone's like, who are you? Um, I'm the camera operator that can't stop smiling. So there's this like one angle where whatever, they're like smiling at each other and kissing. And this one camera guy has like a beat. Like, he's just like, he, 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 like smiling at him. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, that's me. That's me. Anyways. So it's like, how many times do I watch those videos? Yes. Okay. I've just watched them a thousand. How about you? What were you well, watching? Well, okay. Speaking of something that you watched and a real romantic comedy f- 
you talked about it. This is a, probably our third week in a row talking about this because you they talked should about start it paying twice. Us. Should I went us. to the theater with Haley. We watched anyone but you. Oh my god, you sound really disappointed in it with the no. It was good. Okay. It was good. <laughs> yeah. I was Listen, like, did I get my, a bad recommendation? No, one of my favorite uh, romantic comedies or just movies in general. Actually, I'll put it up there, maybe movies top five. General? Is Wedding Crashers, and I was like, this has Wedding it has Crashers, Crashers vibes. energy. Yeah. I will say the reason I liked it is because I feel like a lot of rom coms have, and I was thinking about it this week. A lot of rom coms have like I don't know, they stay a little bit more PG, whatever. But even like right. all the jokes about like cocaine and heroin yeah. and stuff he did when he worked at like. Goldman's or yeah. whatever like I just think like that you tried a little speed it went a little bit like more it wasn't, the old, it wasn't playing it safe it wasn't playing safe it's more the old early 2000s route where they there would was a lot of not playing things. it safe with like uh costume or lack thereof yeah. as well yeah there's a little a bit lot. of like physical comedy that's a pretty lot funny of physical as well. comedy I know so you liked it Good. I did like it yeah and I think that you're right is Glenn Powell. Powell Glenn Powell you're right I think he is underrated as and, a leading man. And a charming leading man that we'll see in rom-coms to come. And I, I will give a shout out to seeing a movie in the afternoon on the weekend. You did that too, yeah, didn't you? Oh amazing. my God. Okay, it's the that's best. Probably... <laughs> it's the best. It's the, oh, I feel like it's peak dopamine actually. It's I did go best. wild on the Coca-Cola freestyle machine. Which you do? I don't even want to tell you. you what don't it want to, it I, was... Every time I see that machine when I'm at the theater, I think of you know. But okay, I... the Coca. here's my thing with a quick aside on the Coca-Cola freestyle machine. Okay. I saw this quote from Anthony Bourdain, it was attributed to Anthony Bourdain anyway, that said you have to go through some bad meals at restaurants to really find the hidden gems. So that's you. And listen, with the Coca-Cola freestyle machine, you have to go it's through some thing. of the bad combinations to really find the gems what was of the it? mixtures. This was a miss this week, and I think I went uh, three different kinds of Sprites, a regular Sprite, it was like cherry Sprite and peach Sprite, and then I topped it up, and I was like, let's do a little punch vibe, so let's get some ginger ale in there, and then I added something else on top that was like a Fruitopia kind of juicy drink, and it messed it there up. There was a lot going on, a, little, a few too many flavors. Yeah, and a little bit too many different types of carbonation going on in It was there. a miss, but you, you know what? I'll try again. You'll freestyle <laughs> in the future. Uh, Sarah, what about what we're listening to this week? So because all I can do is kick my feet and watch videos of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, um, I also, <laughs> shocking, only listen to Taylor Swift, but with that, it's because it's Grammy season. Right. And our girl is going for album of the year again. She's gonna become, we were trying to make her become the first artist to get album of the year four times. Do you think she's going to do it? I don't really know. Like, I think so. Who else would challenge? Guts. Oh, Olivia but Rodrigo like, can wait her turn. But I think Midnight's more so encompasses what an album of the year represents. And so I yeah. think there's a, I don't know. I don't know. I'm also extremely biased. So I'm re-listening to Midnight's a lot because it's not actually an album that's in my rotation. A ton like individual songs are. So I'm just listening to Midnight's, getting hyped up. She's also never won song of the year. Mm, so if she's been nominated surprising. a million times and it's a songwriter's award. So yeah. Um, I think people are hoping that that also. Anyways, okay, this so, is a big few weeks here. Then, well, for the not even Kelsey few weeks. In one week, Swift, we are gonna get Taylor Swift at the Grammys, possibly winning album of the year, all these other awards. We're also gonna get Taylor Swift's Eras Tour picking back up again in Japan, right. and then we're gonna get Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. This might be the, the world I, might. I explode. do feel bad for Usher. Like I, <laughs> I do. I don't even feel bad for Usher. <laughs> the pop culture world literally might explode like what like what am i gonna I'm that's gonna, like that's speaking of watching this as a series this could not be leading toward more of like a climatic this is gonna be my least ending, productive week like, i've ever had in my entire life like all <laughs> i'm gonna do is sit there and watch videos and take look at photos all week so anyways that's uh what i've been listening to what about you okay for me i listened to this great podcast episode and i have like 10 minutes left so i can't Maybe it sucks the last 10 minutes, but I don't think it does. Uh, we talked about this previously, Blackberry, an amazing movie. Yes. Written, directed, 
and also starring Matt Johnson from Toronto here. Amazing creative person. Yeah. I love him. He's on one of my favorite podcasts as well. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. And I was just like, this is a match made in heaven. Pete Holmes had on Glenn Howerton. Yeah. Howerton? Yeah. Which I, that's why I was going to misspoke, misspeak there when I was going to say Glenn Powell, who I oh, now have to separate the two Glens. Got it, got it. Got it. Uh, but it is like such a, I'm a huge fan of his web series, Matt Johnson's web series, Nirvana the Man, the show, which is from here as well. And actually features the Rivoli, which we have a connection with. So I'm saying there are a lot of connections going on here. <laughs> okay. And if you're at all interested in filmmaking and the filmmaking process, especially in Canada, oh. and just like the ins and outs of comedy, I would recommend those. Um, what's something that you did this week? Okay, Sarah, I booked my next tattoo. It's been <gasps> a little bit. It will have been eight months since I got my last tattoo, I think. Crazy. Spacing-wise, which was in... Barcelona, I guess. And that was kind of on a whim. So I didn't have like a set yeah. booked appointment to look forward <gasps> when is, to when is it for a long time. Okay. It's not until March because the guy was really booked up, but I'm excited. What are you, are you going to reveal what you're getting or is it going to be a surprise? Like we have to follow you on Instagram. Okay. There was a little bit of a promotion. It can be a surprise for the actual visual, I guess, because I'm not going to do a good job of describing it, but essentially it's a floating bear, little bear paws up I'm sorry, there a floating bear <laughs> yeah. wouldn't anything that's like on your body like represent that it's floating what do you mean a floating bear okay it's like you know a big grizzly bear but picture a big grizzly bear just floating chilling in oh, the oh like chilling, uh, chilling on, in like, the river uh, is there gonna be water or is it just gonna be the bear floating it's like it's the really river hard to describe. is your you can't skin really see. exactly yes <laughs> it. it's okay. kind of that which is really hard to describe mm -hmm. i'm finding actually right now i have right a visual now. in my head so now i'm excited to see if it's gonna match but what it was very cool and i'm just like. there's not anyone gets tattoos and I was going to put this to you because I'm like when's your next one because there's nothing like having your next appointment booked so, so I was saying. because I've never booked appointments get tattoos I just I only have one I did it with walk-in I feel like I need to you're right book an appointment for my next one because I know what my next one is going to be I just haven't actually booked it yet okay so we'll see what about you something you did this week Sarah well if you're watching the YouTube version of this which shout out to those who watch on YouTube um I dyed my hair blonde it looks They're great. Blonder. I did balayage because I'm too lazy to go back to Coburg every few weeks to get my give, roots done. Give us, so. the, uh, give us the insight into making a change. Um, well, I felt like my hair was looking pretty flat and dead. And do you want to know what's crazy is I don't realize how like unhealthy and flat it was looking until I looked at the video even from like I did a little transition video and when I look at my hair from the day before and I was like oh whereas like I thought that was a good <laughs> hair day and then now I'm like oh okay never mind no it wasn't so it's so funny my hairdresser like like it's one of my very good friends I've known her since I was like five years old like she who does my hair back home and she literally told me she goes I don't know if it'd be rude but I almost messaged you to be like hey girl do you want to book an appointment with me like I think you need to get your hair done no I said to her I'm like honestly just do it next time I'm too busy to think about it all the time anyways um so we're back to blonde actually tara just dyed her hair brown you've swapped so everyone's saying it's swapped because you have to have one bestie that is brown hair one is blonde hair that's just the rule so we swapped a little bit um i like when i have blonder hair it's been a while it's been a few years honestly i didn't really do it when after i like had my like, hair loss stuff i was like mm -hmm. stayed away from like bleaching at all and everything so we'll see how long i like it is this for. the first time you've colored your hair since i've done like highlights but oh, like but this like is the most color this is yeah, the yeah. most color i've had since right. um like people have followed me in 2020 you know my hair was like blonde blonde i was like a little bleach blonde with like a little bob or whatever so uh yeah it's a change but i like it i keep forgetting i dyed my hair though so then it's like i look in the mirror it probably doesn't even look that different to most people but i'm still not used to it so when i look in the mirror i'm like oh whoa and it's, good, it's a good whoa but yeah, it's still there like is a nothing like changing the appearance a little bit sarah somewhere you went this week 
I went to a movie premiere. Well, it was a movie screening. It wasn't actually a premiere because they actually premiered it at TIFF. But I went to this movie called Fitting In, which is a Canadian film. Canadian director, but it stars Maddie Ziegler, who oh, was on Dance yeah. Mobs. So, like, we, like, it was so crazy, like, seeing her at the theater. And I'm, I'm like, I've watched you on television since you were, like, seven years old. It's a very yeah. weird thing. Like, she's only 21. Like, here I am thinking, like, she must be older. But, no, she's only 21. So, it's a coming-of-age story. But it's a based on the director's, like, life and her story with MRKH, which is, like, a reproductive um, condition that women are born without a uterus and so oh, like wow. you can't really have sex and there's like all or as defined by like whatever normal societal sex is so it's about the 16 year old girl that gets diagnosed with it and like her having to go through all of like the fitting in at school and trying to figure out what that looks like and she has a boyfriend and what does that mean and trying to figure out like where does it land with her sexuality and who she is and like being a woman and everything and it's a really like it was so interesting because one I had never heard of this condition before so learning about that and two Maddie Ziegler really impressed me I was so impressed really? by her performance I mean I think we just see her as a dancer she's in Sia's music videos like the chandelier video and yeah. all those things but seeing her as a like seeing her acting in this especially having to do such like a vulnerable performance because like you're representing a community of people that like actually live with this every single day and mm -hmm. what that looks like right so it was really well done um props to elevation pictures they produced it and invited me to the event which was great and yeah i just was really impressed so it's going in theaters across canada and so, so support some canadian content if you get the opportunity to go highly recommend especially for like i think you don't like teenage girls and stuff too i think it'd For be a sure. really good like story just about i don't know coming of age and all that there is okay. one like one of the good things i think about like this streaming kind of new world mm -hmm. of like movies as well is that more niche content more niche stories do 100%. get told like i feel like this story probably wouldn't be told what 10 years ago no maybe? because especially when it was just like there's only so many slots in a movie theater and so many slots exactly, for like weekends where you and stuff have like to this. be this big cinematic exactly. masterpiece that's like a blockbuster movie to get screen time Exactly. And especially because it's like, it was all filmed in Sudbury. It's Canadian content. Like, oh, amazing. It's, I, and it was very well done. Like, very well shot. Like, the running jo joke in Canadian media is a lot of the time you can tell if something was yeah. like Canadian, but it felt like Blackberry. Like, you don't realize it's a Canadian film, which yeah. I really loved. So, I think that shift is definitely happening in the industry, which is really cool. But yeah, it's called Fitting In. I highly recommend. And it's also like very funny. Like, it was very good. Well done. So, shout out Maddie Ziegler. Yeah, no shout out Maddie active. Ziegler. I didn't either. And she's in like two movies. She's in another movie that just premiered at Sundance oh, right for now. Real? Yeah, yeah. Like, she's like, okay. I think she's probably about to like be on the up and up now. Yeah. What about you? Where's somewhere you went? Okay, this one is a good lead-in, actually, because I went to the album listening party of Kaiza. I talked about this last episode, and we'll talk about this when we actually get to the interview block of this, but I think maybe we manifested this yeah. interview. Really quickly, too. That's a quick manifestation I know. It was by in you. my last, what am I listening to this yeah. week? Her first single came out off the album when I mentioned my friend Sugar Jesus, yep. who, who I've talked about on this podcast before. Great track. Excited to have Kaiza here, and it was a event that we'll be talking about more after. Okay, well, Sarah, I teased on the other side of the break that I think this was the first manifestation that happened on Talking Fast. This is because true. Because one episode prior in what I was listening to, I said that I was listening to Kaiser's new track, Heaven Ain't Calling. And one episode later, we have in front of us Kaiza Hi. and your songwriting partner and creative collaborator yes. of many different so many, mediums. So many things. Kay. So many lifetimes. Welcome, so many Kaiza lifetimes. and Kay. How are you doing? We're good. Thank Thanks you. for coming We're on good. Talking Fast. This was the fastest manifestation ever. Like and it was literally last week. <laughs> and, and we were talking very fast. 
You're yes. like, hi, it's so good to see you. Nice to meet you. I, I, you're the guy with the podcast. Cool, let's do it. Exactly. Can we it was when are you available? I'm like, I'm leaving <laughs> soon. And you're like, we got to get you in. I'm like, well, yes, fast. And you're like, okay, <laughs> we'll get back to you. And you're like, got a time. Well, it was so let's funny because it. Sugar Jesus, who also produced your new album, yeah. was also at this album listening party, of course. And yeah. he caught me on the way out. And like you said, that's how it went down of making connection. I, love I was that. like, oh, well, how, when that's are you amazing. leaving? Like, how soon or how many days do you have left? And it was only a couple. So I'm glad that we could fit it in wow. and you're yeah. actually able to make it here. And he's been telling me about you two for a while. Oh, amazing. Well, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Boots on the ground promo. <laughs> yes. I love yes. to see it. Real friendship. Shout exactly. Oh okay. God, I and that. I did want to start off because I've seen you actually mention Sugar Jesus a few times of how you started collaborating, which I think is a funny story. Yeah. So is, can you tell that story? Yeah. I, I was basically coming to Toronto. I have a house here and it's just a long story. It flooded and it's been in this long insurance battle because, you know, insurance never wants to pay. Yeah. Nope. And never. so... Um, it's just been forever. And so I was coming here to deal with the flood and like rebuild the showers and I'll do all this stuff ahead of time to stop the flooding. And it was really stressful work. So I was not coming to, to create at all. I right. was like, I'm mm -hmm. here to do doing Renault stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm here to be a human. <laughs> and um, so, but my manager, Leobo, was like, hey, in case you do want to write with someone, I have a list. Like, <laughs> like 12 people. And I'm like, I just glanced. I didn't even really look. I was kind of like, let me just look at this. Yeah. And I saw like Sugar Jesus. And I was like, who is that? What is this name? Who like what? What's behind the name Sugar Jesus? Mm -hmm. I it's need to know. Wild name. When I met him, he was a little coy about what he actually does. So I, yeah, don't, I didn't know him by Sugar Jesus. But when he told me that, I also was hooked. <laughs> it's one of those names. You saw him like, There's a story there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he needs a whole clothing line and everything. Like, oh, 100%. I would wear 100%. That. Yeah. Maybe candy or something as well. Yeah, I think <laughs> exactly. candy is the main route. Yeah. I think we've, we've thought about candy before. I think candy is it. So you threw yeah. down, a, uh, you just started this, you had one session with him, is that right? Yes, and we wrote the first and the second single, actually. So the next single oh, wow. that you're going to hear, we're both written in the same session. Amazing. Birth yeah. out of a flooding house and like in, and dealing with insurance. That's I crazy. know, it's like the great flood brought on this. <laughs> the great flood. Okay, because yeah. that's a good transition, because speaking of actually the writing process as well, as someone who is completely not a musician, and that is not my mm -hmm. field house at all, what does an experience look like for that? And then how do you collaborate with other artists, creatives like Kay on the writing process? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so basically these two songs emerged and this, the one that's coming out next was not fully finished. It was like the chorus was there. The pre-chorus was there. The verses mm -hmm. were kind of like uncertain. I was like, they're kind of placeholders. And then I started opera singing on it as well. There was ideas, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But the essence of it was like this. It, essentially, it, it is going to be the title track of the, the whole project. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, I, but the sound of Sugar Jesus and myself working together was just, there was something special there and I knew it. And I was, at the time I was thinking, I, I'm almost ready to start my next album. So I just asked him, I kind of, he was like, hey, can we can we put out this song together and that was heaven ain't calling i was like yeah but also do you want to like do my album <laughs> <laughs> so that's why the song heaven ain't calling is a sugar jesus and kaiser's song together right. it's it started it kind of started this whole thing and then and then from there i was like well i actually love this collaboration i, mm -hmm. I have this gut feeling about it but um i i was coming out of a very serious 
healing process of about five years at the time of a head injury, Mm -hmm. very brutal head injury from a car crash. And it, it kind of took me on this whole healing journey, but I also had become quite a different person through that process. And I wasn't fully sure who that was. Mm. And Kay and I also met very randomly. We did. It's all very, the stars align um, in the midst of the pandemic. One of our fr- our friends who's a songwriter kind of managed to put together this writing camp with like seven COVID tests before you could even <laughs> right. get in. Yeah, no, it was like out <laughs> of control. Like, Good yeah, old days. To even get in, it was like very, very challenging. Yeah. And we didn't want to go. We were kind of like. None of us really wanted to go. Yeah, but we loved Love to Jenna, like yeah, not because her. of that. Yeah, we We just didn't really feel like going. Neither of us were. It was like say, again. I didn't feel like writing at the time. Mm-hmm. It was but mid- it's almost like when you're not looking for. It's like it's like what they say about love to you. It's yes. like you're not looking for it though. And then sometimes like that's where. I yeah, know, I was like feeling happens. pressure. I was like, oh, maybe I should go. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll check it out. I'm in the area. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I bought far, my ticket. It was like far it was a day like, before. It wasn't conveniently placed. Like so, I. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. came a day before. I just sort of I came a day before. Showed up randomly. Where was it? New Jersey. Okay. New Jersey. So it's also oh, it's like forty minutes wild, outside of New York yeah. into New Jersey. At that time, you were kind of outside of New York, right? I was in yeah. L.A. Oh wow! So I was like, I don't know. I barely like. I was like, I don't know, man. It's just feeling like, who are these people that are gonna be there? I'm like, no. <laughs> anyway, a friend of mine, friend of ours too, another friend. Cody, Cody, yeah, reaches out to me. And he's I didn't like, know. I met him there. So, oh, I, yeah. I thought you knew him. Okay, no. so I, I knew him, and he was like, um, "Are you coming to this writing camp?" And I'm like, "Are you coming?" And he's like, "Yeah, can you please come?" It's and like, a, was, if I'll go if you go. I'll go kind if, of yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> but he happened to really want to go. Oh, he actually did want to go. So I was like, "Okay, fine, I'll come." <laughs> And the whole fir- first two days, I think I was two days before you were there. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Everybody was so wonderful, but there, it was a different vibration. And I was like, I just felt like really old there. Like, like mm-hmm. you know, I was like, oh my God, this is like a party place. And I came here and I'm here for weeks. Right. And then Kaisa <laughs> walks in the door and I was like, okay. This could be something. <laughs> we didn't work together the entire time. We kind of avoided each other. We avoided we each other. We're like, oh, we avoided oh my God, each other. Like, but we would it. find each other <laughs> in the kitchen <laughs> and say something very intense to each other. <laughs> yeah. And then walk away. Exactly. We're kind of like, like doing the, the whole corn thing. A little bit yeah. of slow burn. Yeah. We did a, a slow burn for the collaboration. Yeah, it's like we knew we were going to meet in this lifetime. We knew. We were like, oh, man, here it all there or no? There was one song that I miss my friends that there was a chorus <laughs> that I I also was were, like I don't everyone really was want. involved in this song yeah. by the way it was like a seven it's like 12 people 12 people the there because they a were all like, together around the piano we're all together we are the world there. moment you couldn't, that. you couldn't quantify who wrote no this right song. no like, no I wrote the word the I did I don't I actually don't believe I wrote any yeah, parts like, of it but like I think I the... I think I sang in it and then maybe like one mumble I definitely wrote um, one verse Entirely. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we the chorus was just all kind of mumbling. I don't know. I don't honestly. Don't, this song is never gonna come out, but guys. Did but did you pick up on the vibes yeah. of each other? Is that what I'm gathering? Of I how don't you actually think know? so. Then. Not even. I think, <laughs> I think we picked up on the vibes of each other as soon as she walked in the door. We had a moment. We looked at each other and we were like, "Oh, here we go." Yeah, we were like, <laughs> it was like "Oh, we were here's what like we came to get with each other." We did. So then, what was the moment that you guys like really started collaborating together? Then, like, what did that? look like it was very late we had talked at well, the that night table, that yeah. night we talked no actually after we recorded the i miss my friend song 
we i was sleeping in the in that studio room because mind you this is a giant house but it's like 11 like a thousand people there yeah. so i was sleeping there and i stay there and then kaisa was gonna like go upstairs and then she turns around and she's like we need to talk oh. <laughs> and i'm like Drama. right i was like right and she was like i'm leaving tomorrow i'm like me too she's like we have to talk and yeah. I'm like, yes. oh and then we talked. It, it, the, the conversation got wild fast. Fast. Yeah. And I know Jenna was like secretly staying on the beanbag. She pretend. did. She was pretending. She did. To we be love asleep. her. Jenna, love you so love much. You. Love you for this. <laughs> but but yeah, she was. Sure you were- Awake. You were awake. Drop moment. Yeah, yeah, she was awake. She was awake. She was awake. She was My awake. producer brain is just going like, where are the like, where are the cameras like, for a songwriter's head? Yeah, like wait. that's like a reality oh show God. waiting to happen were in you my brain. Sharing like, in that like conversation, a, any like good ideas that maybe are going to be released by someone else? The thing is, like, we weren't truly even thinking about the writing. I think we were just excited to like feel. It felt like we found somebody mm-hmm. you know i don't know if I you've ever that, felt yeah. that with somebody that you're like okay and we were sharing we, yeah this is a part of what's to come we were so. sharing some wild things that happened to us that we probably shouldn't tell anyone well we right. multiple times we basically were like i don't know what i'm telling this is not, i shouldn't <laughs> tell is you that this. maybe I though then like is that a good foundation of a creative relationship then because i know when i'm totally. working with anyone i'm not a songwriter but i you know have different creative pursuits of my own and i know that like the basis of when you step into a room with someone and or have a conversation with someone and you can be a little bit more vulnerable in that sense. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Building trust is probably yeah. mm-hmm. the best way to build a foundation for a creative partnership. Is that? Yeah, it's, is that, it's being vulnerable, but also allowing a person to reach into you and pull something out that you didn't know was there. Right. Totally. Or you didn't really want to access necessarily. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, nope, it's time. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. You're like, so, <laughs> so did that. So that did that kind of help then lead into this new album and maybe want yes. to produce yeah. music again? I, I, I invited her over. I st- starting up and this is all well before meeting Sugar Jesus. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was working with a friend um, that I hadn't worked a lot with either. He's a producer. And um, I was I was just texted her and I was like, do you want to do a session? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she shows up and we wrote the dirtiest song. Dirty. It was just <laughs> dirty, dirty, so dirty, 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 dirty. And we were, dirty. Bo- we were just laughing so hard. And then we wrote multiple like, dirty <laughs> songs. We're like, we can't say this. And we're like, but we can. But you can. We will. We will. We will. No, it got, it got dirty. <laughs> it got very dirty. And then, we, and then we were like, let's just write about let's just make it more dirty and dirty and we were like let's just do a whole project about about sex sex. (laughs) and then we got to a place that i feel like we just started spending a lot of time together and getting to know each other and it was very much what she was saying about pulling something out of each other and it was like okay this is awesome and this is what the world wants to hear from Mm -hmm. basically the next like kaisa album but what does kaisa wants to say and i think that was very yeah it wasn't it wasn't that Although the, oh, well, the songs a part are of it. really good, yeah, like, we can play it for you later. I mean, I there's a few, there's a few in in the album that are not those dirty songs, but they're 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 dirty too. They're like the cousins, yeah, but they're, yeah, like, they're the cousins. Yeah. They're, they're the cousins yeah, that yeah. are just like the a little cousins. more animalistic, and you know, it's like. But a they're very connected. Of, like they are. They're deep. But they're I love deep. that because, like, I always think about how. I mean, 
I can imagine like songwriting or people assume songwriting and like uh, creating music can be such like a siloed experience. I feel like I think so. right. like when people think of a songwriter, I think sometimes people think, and we've had other like writers on here where they think of someone just like writing in their bedroom, like, and it's just, you're in a silo where right. I like what you've said, like when you're collaborating with someone, sometimes they can see a side of you or something that you do that you can't see in yourself totally. and it can help challenge you a little bit. And it's so then I feel like you can create even better music and storytelling from that yeah and there was writing in my bedroom and all that it's just Mm -hmm. what i would do is i wouldn't i wouldn't overthink it and i wouldn't try Mm -hmm. to force the song out in that moment i i just get whatever came to me in that moment there's a lot of 4 a.m writing where i was like sneak it sneak out and like just be like whispering on the mic and then i'd have something beautiful and then when we got together again i'd Mm -hmm. be like hey i have this but it's missing it's missing something and then Mm -hmm. we figure figure out what it was Mm -hmm. the next single that's coming out like we just didn't have the verses and she just came in and just like slayed, slayed. was like let me just yeah i you know i think it's also like the end like i think there's something very special about the project which yes it's beautiful songwriting it's beautiful producing and everything that came together but i think the most beautiful part about it is the energy mm-hmm. that was yeah. in this project the energy of this project is an energy of like you can see it's like when you can see a movie and you can see people falling in love mm-hmm. i think you can yeah. see our friendship and our relationship just being and yeah. what each of us bring to each other to be honest and in this project and even with the little sounds and like you know we it was a beautiful way of challenging each other into seeing exactly like what what the other person sees and with obviously with sugar jesus the same thing you know like it's just like pulling that from each other and being like it could be riskier. We took a lot of risk, yeah. I'd say. We took a lot, even a lot. We, and there was t- there's a lot of times we had tension. It was, mm. it was like, yeah, because it happens. We're passionate. Mm. Yeah, you know? like and even Heaven Ain't Calling. I was like, I want to put a banjo on this. And yeah, Sugar was like, No, it's a it's like a house track. And I was like, I'm putting a banjo on. He's like, It doesn't need a banjo. It's done. Yeah. And I was like. Okay. I, I, I just went and yeah. did it anyway. And then so I was like, like, and me as an outsider, I'm just, uh, since the and I was like, creativeness here, and I'm like, a banjo makes total sense. <laughs> and I, was like, I was like, hey, I need you to analyze these banjos and tell me which one is the best. And I was like, this banjo or this what, banjo? You know like, what's so the funny? The banjo has to be here. It's so funny you say that, though, because I, I heard that you, you know, or saw it in another interview that you had said that, and I really hadn't clocked it when listening to it that, that there there's a banjo one. but it, you're so right talking <laughs> yeah. about like the process of layering and working with other people there have got to be so many different like little sounds or tidbits that you don't expect mm-hmm. yeah when listening maybe like the first time or yeah. super in-depthly to hear but it probably changes the sound totally like, in it's all in the right? details you and know also are, it's, yeah. it's like a sorry it's like a good movie you know like you keep watching it mm-hmm. and then you find this little like cookies like hidden around it it's to me a body of work is the same it's mm-hmm. like you can listen to music in an album multiple times and find new things that are just like weaved into it through details like for example know? whale sounds everywhere whales. are there whales oh yeah well, yes. she's obsessed with whales obsessed and so she is the official whalist on whales. the album <laughs> we actually created a title for no that way. Yeah. She comes we have many titles she, but she puts that's the whales the in did you go to the really cool whale exhibit that was at the rom when it was here i did well oh. i live in la so oh. no but i but we did have a beautiful experience and what was it vancouver oh yeah so she has a special oh. connection to whales right so she's like she pretty much is a whale Okay. I was one in a life or something. Something happened there. Something happened there. Something happened there. So we're 
we went actually we were rescuing a dog together we did yeah we parented <laughs> the dog a, together it was for like a, while. a starving dog that was dumped on the, the road and it was really like it did not know how to live in a house oh. and um it was really just she was starving and mm. so it needed a lot of attention so we went up mm-hmm. to my mom's she's house good now together all good yeah yeah we went up together and brought this dog to like heal her for a month and uh in this process a friend of mine who's a sailor put us in touch with his friend who takes a whale boat out and he because we we're like we want to see whales whale so they're like yeah there's like one or two around that we've seen so maybe we can see one of those and good luck we're not sure <laughs> it's hard to tell well, so it's like you're not guaranteed to see one yeah, yeah. so we like tell the guy we're like we need to see a whale <laughs> yeah and, um, also we go like we want to see a humpback whale and he's like yeah, uh, yeah okay specific. that's yeah. really yeah. difficult like, these days yeah he's like it's hard to you know, hard to pick the whales. Mm-hmm. Like, so, but anyways, he's like, okay, let me, um, I'm just going to drive out a little further. He's like, we may hit nothing though, but I'm good. Cause there was one whale they had a, like a certain spotting on, mm-hmm. but everybody was going to that one whale. So there's tons of boats mm-hmm. just hovering around this one whale. So she would just sink down because obviously yeah, they don't want, so he's yeah. Like, Why don't we just head out really far? And he was asking, he's like, do you mind if we just go really far and see what happens? And we're all like, yes. Like into yeah. Mexico. Other people are kind of like, <laughs> like so how far is far? Kind of like, what do you mean by far? Does we everybody have, the have their passports on the boat? We're like, no, we're good. Citizen so of the world. he heads out, he heads out. We're not finding anything for a while. For a whale. For a whale. <laughs> yeah. We're well not finding anything for a whale. We will not find anything for a whale. But um, yeah. so we get out, but we get out and finally he's like, oh, I see something. And then, no. um, and so we kind of head towards it and suddenly it's like, wait, there's another. More, more. Oh, it turns out there more. was, we found a hundred humpback whales. No. Which they travel way. by themselves, by, by the way. <gasps> like, never seen never, before. Never happen again. Doesn't happen. They're solo. We found 100 humpback that whales. Is- wild yeah. hanging out together so like, this ha- yeah. it has to go on, it has to go on the album it was absolutely <laughs> yeah no it has to go on everything and like everything Kay looks down and this she's is like, a whale oh I've seen that whale before in California <laughs> yeah I'm like that's a very distinctive like, tale I know this tale like yeah. oh, they and the color too like he was like very dark, dark yeah. whale which is yeah. rare it was yeah. like a very dark whale so I was like is that normal and then like obviously the actual whale is there is like obsessed taking pictures of all these thousands of whales yeah. and she's like going through the book and being like no it's not normal <laughs> it must be the same whale it's the same whale are like, both of yeah, you kind of like that because i don't know how many people were on the boat but it's like there were a few the, people if there, there were, were 10 oh, people yeah. on the boat there i would imagine in any situation similar to that there would probably be eight people that wouldn't say no let's not do this but like does that build the bond as well when you have someone maybe yeah as, as wild as you are to oh, say, oh let's, for sure yeah, let's, yeah. yeah let's the lean ocean. into we were crazy yeah. they, they think we're crazy all the time we go out to dinner and they're like no why and then we're like, why you don't eat like with your hands this yeah. like, soup <laughs> soup you don't like why yeah. touch it. We're, we're that yeah I love that I think Good. that that was on display a little bit too in like the best way possible at the album listening party because I don't know how much you want to give away about like the experience Everything. that was had there you can you but, can you can talk about it at the album listening party like each song it wasn't like any other album listening party that you know is probably your typical run-of-the-mill let's go to an event space and hit play right there was a full performance tied (laughs) to each song ranging from drag to music video to striptease to all sorts of stuff my friend doing a hula hoop strip burlesque (laughs) while we threw money at him yeah ben the whole shout out to ben we we i i've got like a thousand hundred dollar bills and gave it to the audience (laughs) and they just started throwing money which by the way were very realistic and dead mouse put actual two hundred dollars of real money in there 
Yeah, I'm no, yes, there was real <laughs> he two hundred dollar like, bills. Bills. Okay, I clocked that too because I looked down. I was like, "Whoa, this! Where did they get this money? That like, it is it yeah. fake instead. or is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's very real looking fake. There were money. two real hundred dollar bills. Yeah, and people found them. Incredible, people found them. Yeah. It, I wanted to ask though, how important because you look at music and your average listening party, and you know, releasing music can be fairly dull. I think a lot of the yeah. time, mm-hmm. this was anything but <laughs> dull. It was and like, people were screaming at the, yeah. like, like, oh, like just the whole time. They were like, yeah. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Do you think yeah. that that, like, that working with other artists in other mediums elevates mm-hmm. your work or inspires mm-hmm. it in Absolutely. any way? Yeah, well, Absolutely. When yeah. I release music, it, it's no longer mine. It, it goes yeah. to the people that I make it for and mm-hmm. they interpret it in their own way. They, they do their drag show to it or they, they, I don't know, put it behind their video or they create their reels True. to it. It becomes a part of their own life. So I, it's, it's only mine until I put it into the world. So for me, for, even for myself, I wanted to see other people um, interpret the music with their own artistic integrity. And I didn't know the show, but I'd never seen it. Like I just said, just surprise me. I want to watch. I want to be as no So that was your first experience? Yeah. Like all of I, the craziness was yours any as well. Of them. Like, Oh, I it love was new that. for me too. I wanted. I was like, I want to hear. I've heard this music Full so trust. many times. Full yeah. trust. What's weirdly cool though is like my brain goes to then like say you're to do like shows in the future and stuff. Like who's to say now that you're not like oh I would have never thought of like taking that interpretation of this song or something totally. or that they perform or something that just like gets the creative ball rolling oh, more. Absolutely. I would assume. What I love about that too is like I I I've talked about this on this podcast <laughs> nonstop of how I kind of live my life with a soundtrack running the entire time, so, listening yes, to different should. music for different vibes. Yeah, you and it just started oh, well, This album can be your album of the summer. I basically, I, last yeah. episode said I haven't listened, at that point I hadn't listened to the whole album, but I was like, I'm calling it already, it probably will You did already say that. So I'm someone who, entirely lives my life with kind of a soundtrack playing nonstop, whether it's working out, just working around the house, cleaning, mm-hmm. washing my dishes. I, my Spotify rap looks wild because of the amount of music that I listen to. It's a little bit scary. And different times. types Same. of music. And oh. yeah, across Same. all cool. genres, yeah. all genres, all decades, kind of a little mix of everything. Um, what it does for me though, I feel like I'm in a movie all the time then and I can kind of put on a different vibe when right. I need to maybe like have an emotional assist in either way, like push cry. me toward a little yeah. cry. You start the sad song again if yeah. you didn't cry yeah. properly. Exactly. And, you're like, and, then, yeah. and then you got your playlist to kind of take you out of the cry and like move into something mm-hmm. a little more uh, yeah. upbeat maybe. I want to ask you both about how you go about emotional interpretation, I guess, because mm. everyone Ooh. has these like mm. universal emotions that everyone feels. But then how do you use songwriting music to actually communicate that and I guess bridge the gap to people who don't come at it as someone who's creating music but Mm. totally relates to the feeling that you're putting into it? That's a good question. Very good question. Um, You want to go first? Yeah, I mean, there's just there's many ways to come at this. Um, The chords and the tones of the chords often are the the, the foundation of what sets Mm -hmm. the mood, I find. Because uh, if you if you put like a major minor, I don't know chord, it's gonna get like it's gonna sound like a horror movie. Like chords right. already convey emotions as they are. So but even keys, different <laughs> keys within. Like if you get really specific, different keys. One sounds brighter. One sounds, you know, 
sadder. Mm-hmm. Um, that's getting very specific. And I, I, I tend not to overthink in that sense. But um, if I want to go for a sad sound, I'll go into the more into the minor keys and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't always work that way. I mean, I work from many different, many different ways. Um, if I'm feeling an emotion and I don't really know how to get it out, um, often I'll just pick up a phone and start abstractly like writing the images that I'm seeing mm. in my mm. in my imagination. Oh. I'll just be like, "What? Give me a, give me an image, and I'll start writing what that is. Like it'd be like a dark mountain or something." And then I'm like, "I okay, how do I?" work this into lyrics mm-hmm. as a metaphor so I might expand out from that metaphor and then and then I try to bring it into the present from there and uh, this is just one way of doing it yeah mm-hmm. yeah there's many ways often um because if you get the chords and you feel like okay these chords feel right a lot of times in the way we work a lot and we'll just get on the mic and we'll start freestyling black to the melody itself yeah yeah just gibberish until the melody fits and it finds its uh its flow within that and um, feels like it's telling a story mm-hmm. without any lyrics. Um, it's just to get it just flowing, and then from there, often within that flow, you actually pick out a few words that you you do say. Because as you're feeling it, you start to say things that are honest. Mm-hmm. It might just be a few words, but you just try to capture those few words that are truly honest mm-hmm. that go with that emotion that you you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And then you build out from there. Yeah. Um, so that's another way of doing it. Um, but it's essentially, you f- you'll f- it's a, all a feeling. It, mm-hmm. You feel when it's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, does it get mm-hmm. ex- is it does it get exhausting or is it more of a release to feel through things while? I writing? think it depends. It, de- it gets exhausting if you fight it. Right. Okay. Like yeah. everything, it will get mm-hmm. exhausting if you fight it. But if you surrender, I think to me to add to that is like when when we do things together in the way that it happens to be that guys and I work very similarly. So I think that's also why we click right in the beginning, but it's so much about, I've had a similar question asked to me before, like actually about a week ago about what to say to people that would want to, you know, feel more emotion or things like that when they're creating. And it writing and creating comes a lot with just experiences and just allowing Mm -hmm. yourself to experience life and just that will allow you to not identify the feeling but for example let's say she comes in the room and she's like hey this is what I'm I put this words together I'm feeling this this is what I I'm feeling and want to write about maybe I didn't have the same experience life experience that she did to get to that feeling Mm -hmm. but since I've allowed myself to experience multiple things and be open to that I can see one other experience that will make me feel that let's say it's about Mm -hmm. loss and she tells me and explains to me this is what this is the loss I had then I will find a loss in my life and be like I also have one let's go from here and then you take that out of it and you just stay with that feeling and share it Mm -hmm. and you just basically like it's almost like it's a healing you know that you do to each other with each other and then it just becomes what somebody else that might be experiencing loss that mm-hmm. is different than hers or mine can relate. Yeah. Well, you know? we talk about therapy. It's, I'm sorry. I just like had this light bulb go off because we talk about therapy so much on this yeah. podcast and about like, so when you, you were saying um, when you surrender, like it actually is like yes. the release and that like, I feel like it's like the parallels of like creating and songwriting and trying to like find those emotions feels very similar to when you're working through stuff. Maybe for like the everyday person that's not a songwriter when you're finally able to just like release the emotions that's where 
your like the like the the brain fog goes away and like the the feeling of stress or exhaustion because you're just able to finally like take a breath. It feels like songwriting and creating music is a very similar experience. Well, and that's why songwriting is therapy. Mm-hmm. When it when is. you put it out, people people actually use music for their therapy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is the best therapist. Exactly. Um, and I, I, most therapists yeah. include music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I send general. my therapist music all the time. I go, this is how I'm feeling. And I sing <laughs> yes. her song because I go, they, uh, look, look, they can say it better than I can most yeah, of the time. Yeah. Or it's like, you didn't yeah. know you were feeling something until you did it. So I actually want to go off of Jacob's question a bit because you were talking about like how you pick like albums and songs for different mm. emotions. What, what would you guys say are like the biggest emotions that are represented on this album? Mm. Um, love. Love and the, the shedding of layers, actually. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, and it, it, it's a, if, if you look at it kind of like the eggshell, mm-hmm. this, this, it's really actually not an album, it's a volume because mm. there's actually more volumes to come. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a larger body of work than what you're getting in the, the next few months. But um, it, really what holds us back, even creatively, mm-hmm. is, is these ideas about ourselves that, that aren't true, mm-hmm. that build these layers that people call the ego. Mm-hmm. Um, the ego is not really a bad thing i i don't think it's a bad thing it's pretty misrepresentative but um i like to think of the ego more like the cup that holds the water hmm. but it's actually really what's inside of that cup you see you, you you're holding the cup and you can see through it but it's really what's inside that's creating mm-hmm. all of it so whatever you're holding within yourself is going to create what reflects and we put over the, all these layers over ourselves over to protect ourselves ultimately mm-hmm. we it's all protection it's all survival mm-hmm. And it could be from when we're a child. It could be from a, a breakup or a mm-hmm. loss or something. And we, we want to protect ourselves. We don't want to feel that. And and then we add layers over layers over layers. But that brings us farther away from this true, pure signal that's coming from deep, deep within ourselves. That's mm-hmm. it's It cannot be tainted. It's pure. But we, we get pulled away from it because we have so many layers. So mm-hmm. we... I don't like I don't believe that there is any rigid creativity. Creativity is flow, it's a river. So when you can puncture a hole into through those walls, even for a moment, mm-hmm. you might have all these layers, but just for a moment, you you, you open a little door mm-hmm. and it flows out and you just it all comes out instantly. W- w- the songs we wrote, there was no hard moment. It was it was pretty it's effortless. It it really is. And th- those are the moments, those are the songs that people will instantly gravitate towards mm-hmm. because mm-hmm because they are honest. They come from a whole expression, from a whole source. And you'll even find certain artists who are closed themselves, they're able to open these little doors for a moment and they, they put out the mm-hmm. most incredible, like ch- they channel really from somewhere else, but you meet them in person and you're like, what, where yeah. was this coming from? Mm-hmm. And it, they are, they are accessing, they just aren't able to give it to you mm-hmm. as a person, so. Well, it's like you're at 4.30 a.m. waking up to like, Say, like maybe that's like the moment that it comes through if you just like totally yourself in that like four, voice note or something 4 a.m is the time <laughs> it's by the way the good hours. i feel <laughs> like it would be you either go to sleep at 4 a.m or you wake up at 4 a.m but you will i i honestly think there is a collective consciousness i i know this i of know course. this for a fact i've witnessed it many times um you write an idea and simultaneously and songwriters experience it a lot mm-hmm. everyone comes up with the same idea mm. so if you think about 4 a.m. is a time when people are in their REM sleep. And mm-hmm. so collectively, people are in their dream state and their their dreams are, are talking. So if mm-hmm. you're awake at that time, you're actually collectively receiving people's dreams. Mm-hmm. And channeling that energy. Mm-hmm. And you're and you're channeling the abstract. So Well, it's also so funny yeah. because like speaking of shedding layers and the vulnerability and the different voices, I guess, in music as well, is that someone could have be tapped into that collective consciousness, but then 
kind of put that out Mm -hmm. in a completely different way Mm -hmm. speaking of shedding layers layers like you might have one musician that puts out a folk record that's Mm -hmm. super relatable and about the same kind of you know stuff we're talking about here um this is a dance album as well Mm -hmm. which is something that like a lot of people probably maybe dancing and crying yeah which (laughs) which like maybe wouldn't be the first thought of of someone thinking about these topics within within that type of music so like how would you approach talking about that what what made you want to do a true dance album well it's interesting because I've already played this for a few people in the dance world and they're like, this isn't a dance album. Oh, no? Well, because it is a folk album put together with a dance album. Right, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me, and and when I talk about a whole expression, Mm -hmm. I came up as a folk songwriter and a a singer-songwriter with my guitar and my classical guitar writing poetry. But that side of me became my journal entries and that's the side of me that heals me and gets me through life. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily the side that I give to the world. It's the most vulnerable side of me as a musician. So it's actually quite hard Mm -hmm. to put it out because it's so direct. Right. Um, But but I didn't come to music to be a famous musician. Music was a healing mechanism for me Mm -hmm. growing up. And so that's the foundation of me as a songwriter. And then it spiraled, it snowballed. I had no intention of going to music college. I got in by accident. Like somebody just mailed a CD and I didn't even apply and I got in. It oh, was like, really? And oh, wow. then I just decided to audition for Berklee College of Music and got a, like a full ride scholarship and went there and was like, okay, I think music wants me to, yeah. right. wants mm-hmm. me to be part of it. So uh, wait, I lost track of the, the question again. I uh, just could like, I guess the different album. voices. Oh, yeah, it's dance. a dance album. Yeah. So, Hideaway was was my biggest hit, and mm-hmm. I, it was uh, when I was trying to make it as a songwriter. I was trying to get a visa in the U.S., so I wrote oh, wow. fifty songs in a month, and that was among them. But I could tell that this song was meant for my voice. I couldn't explain it, but mm-hmm. I couldn't pitch that song. It was really my voice and the song were one and the same, and mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna hold the back on this one. I'll just put it out for fun. I didn't expect mm. it to do anything, but lo and behold, it went massive, and I became. Wow a dance artist because mm-hmm. of that. But my first album is not actually a dance album. It's got like four dance tracks, an R&B wow. track, has got like a little ballad, acoustic ballad, and a cover of What Is Love acoustic. Um, and then and then after that, I was working on my second album and that my producer actually ended up committing suicide in that process. It's It's been really hard because um, my best friend died during that time as well. So I went through this heartache followed, with, followed to my dreams manifesting some of the worst heartache of my life. Mm-hmm. And then following that, I was in a car crash and everything. I lost everything that I had built. So I was no, no longer able to do dance music for years. I couldn't, I had a massive brain injury. I could not be around bright lights, right. loud noises, mm-hmm. crowds, everything, everything that, with it. Yeah. Yeah, that is dance music. Yeah. I couldn't do. So I, I had to either give up or I had to just decide what can I do. Um, and so I, I, I couldn't play guitar. It was too much, but I could play ukulele. I could get away with that. So I started playing ukulele mm-hmm. and I did a little way too early in my healing i was i crashed so many times and it was very painful but i did a very short ukulele tour and that changed my that changed my perspective because i was so scared and i booked really small rooms because i because i'm a dance musician and no hideaway and i'm here i'm coming with a ukulele tour like Mm -hmm. what what (laughs) um but they loved it somewhere like that i love that even more and um and it opened my eyes because i was like they'll receive me as long as i'm giving them a pure expression of myself they will receive it exactly and so then crave came about uh, my my second album 
basically in the midst of my healing i was didn't have a lot of energy but mm -hmm. i had pre-written a lot of like 80s tracks because i love the 80s you know <laughs> I, i've written in my time a lot of them so i was like you know i have a bunch of these already and why don't i just write a few more and make it easy and i'll put those together mm -hmm. lo and behold we have crave um so there's time put into it but it wasn't thinking i would do that as my second album and then midst the pandemic it was the most depressing mm -hmm. time in the world and i was yeah. like what better time for the most positive Power pop <laughs> 80s track, exactly. you know, like I think the world needs time. It's always perfect. Yeah, and I didn't have a lot of time to put that together either. This next project has had years behind it. Um, this is this is for me kind of like my first album. Well, yeah, and yeah. so much like growth and change. I can imagine, like, yeah. like you you mm -hmm. kind of alluded to it off the top. Like you said, you're like a different person than when it's like a new. It really is like the first album in a weird way. It's the one that has the most time put into it. Um, I've taken uh, that folk songwriter mm -hmm. and I've merged it with the version of the the version of me that the world knows and, and loves mm -hmm. and I feel like I found the best of both worlds and and having people like Kay to help me through this process because it's a hard process digging up your soul and you need yeah. support yeah. Mm -hmm. you really need emotional support yeah. and um sometimes I can't find my words I, I I've got a feeling but I can't say something mm -hmm. but then she'll say something and it's like yes I that's, think that's, that's what it. makes it so important to like, you know, open up yourself when you are willing to collaborate for it to be honest, mm -hmm. because what you really want is to almost like entangle each other to a point in which like, yeah, if something's missing in like how to say something, then like it's almost when you're so close to somebody that you finish each other's like words, that's exactly. the best room in which you yeah. can create music because then it's the best song mm -hmm. It's the yeah. best possible project and song and art and album and whatever you're doing that could be because everybody's at their best mm -hmm. just trying to better one another and create this beautiful thing that ultimately is healing everybody in that room because the vibration of that heals you which yeah. is also why we love whales because we love whales. whales they vibrate in and, open and this is such a unique process that like you create like <laughs> It was beyond just the music. I mean, Kay was involved in songs that she didn't r write. Mm -hmm. Like she was involved in the overall vision of the the album and what it meant and the mm -hmm. metaphors that went with it and mm -hmm. where things were going. That we actually created a creative director of music, a new role. Oh, I love that. That oh, love doesn't that. exist because we're like, what? What? There's no like. It's there's like no Kay celebration like, for anything that's that's not what what makes the world very comfortable yeah. and the world right. around right. Well, but, it's yeah. also like it's like. I feel like it's if you're just saying, oh, you are just a writer, just pigeonholing necessarily what like somebody's contribution well, yeah, is when it's like you're doing so yeah. much more. Hurting someone's that. creativity by mm -hmm. trying to just slot some. I mean, this is not just limited to creativity, but if you're slotting people into categories in any sense, you're mm -hmm. probably just like exactly. putting a, As opposed a to cap like, on what yeah what might be. Yeah, and if there's no nothing to encompass what was what, what what happened, we just you create it exactly. Everything's creative, so we co-creative directed this together and we wanted to make something beautiful and we, it mm -hmm. just we've spent hours talking about days 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 <laughs> months months years it was, honestly it was pretty wild yeah we and spent a very long time yeah and this is making just sure this is just a crack in the eggshell where where this is going I yeah guess. yeah i was gonna say because the album release if the album or the album listening the party yeah. was a taste yeah. of mm -hmm. like what's, what's to, come. to come what does that look like for for releasing the rest of this portion <laughs> I, coming. I mean there's some yodeling oh really there's, yeah. there's some yodeling 
That's there's some exciting. wild there's some wild stuff there's um there's there is a through line from the beginning to the end there's a where it starts and where it finishes mm-hmm. there's purpose behind that I um that. some of the songs are not written yet we're still mm-hmm. filling in some gaps yeah um because it's important i think one of the things that is most missing from music nowadays is time Mm. you go you're just it's very assembly line you have these songwriters you go in you write they may have three or four sessions in a day you write yeah you have a list of of names that you want to write a song about you write as quick as you can go into the next session and it's done the producer does it sends it to the label they put it to the artist and there was no time Mm -hmm. this album we put it away for a year and then came back and finished Mm. it Mm -hmm. with new perspective because everything yeah we were growing through the process and we actually didn't it, it was a decision where we were from oh, cracking this eggshell of yeah. this album started going through such intense growth together that we actually had to retreat. Yeah. Did you think it was always it was going to be shelved or did you know that you no. would be coming no, back? No, no, no. We're, it's independent. There's no shelving. Right, no one sure. can shelve yeah. this product. We just, just knew. Yeah. We just knew. It was actually a hard place for us to get to because I feel we wanted to share it with the world because we loved it so much Mm -hmm. you know from the beginning i think we loved it i think we just loved everything from the get-go and it was so hard to be like it's again it's an egg what's inside the egg needs to be ready to be born right we can't take it out too early because even if you love it so much it's not going to survive because Mm -hmm. it needs its own it's like it's a baby. You've yeah. made a baby. And every time you watch, you and as, as, as Kaisa said in the beginning, like you leave it into the world and it stops being yours. Mm-hmm. It's the same with children. It stops being yours, but you're like... Guiding it. I love you. I'm going <laughs> to... But like you got to give it a shot. as much as you can. Give yeah, it a shot exactly. of success into yeah. being what it needed to be for the world. Mm-hmm. And, and we made a lot of decisions about, like in writing this, how we wanted to walk our lives. And yeah. some of them were quite bold and and risky in, in the sense of not, I mean, it's it's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But we had to be ready to make that walk. To be seen, to I be think, seen, is, the, yeah. is the thing that we were talking and about today. I spent mm-hmm. five months in Norway in a cabin with no Wi-Fi. Like, when I say I went away, mm-hmm. I'm, like, I, not just, like, not just figuratively, like, Instagram. literally, I went, went away. away. Yeah. Yeah, I disappeared. What was that like? I know Sugar Jesus also mentioned that because he went over for. Oh, he went to I didn't even yeah. ask him to come. <laughs> He's just like, I'm coming. Yeah. And I was like, well, we might not get out of Norway because it was like a lot of snow. Yeah. Right. So he he flies in and he's just like, I'm here. I'm like, okay, you're staying in my cabin with me. There's no Wi-Fi. I'm not even joking. <laughs> just about us. Yeah. There's literally and none. And the snow. Yeah. He's yeah. like, got it. And I, I, there's obviously studios in town. Um, we found a beautiful, it was an amazing studio in town actually. But I lived um, very close to ski jumps. Mm. Just so happens that the day he arrives is like the World Cup ski jump competition. <laughs> so I don't even know. And I'm just like taking it for a walk. And I'm like, and here's just an ski average jump. day in. Uh, and I'm like, in Norway. Oh, there's, Norway. there's like a competition. And they're like, it's the World Cup competition. So we're like, <laughs> like wow. Oh. And there's like ski jumpers going overhead. So then the next day I'm like, let's go on a hike. And I take him up the hill and we get to the top. We actually accidentally ended up on the ski jump below the That's jump. Hilarious. And the no. ski jumper just goes right over the top. And I'm like, okay, oh we God. should probably not be here. Nope. And like, He's like, this is so Norwegian. <laughs> and then we ended up going to the studio and we got, we, we wrote this one song, which is it's so great. I'm yodeling on it. I'm telling oh, you. I'm, I'm cats out of the bag, kind of. I'm, I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say I'm a world-class yodeler, but I'm like 
I'm cracking the eggshell of that, you know? Um, But we got caught in a blizzard in the studio and we got snowed into the studio and we actually had to dig our way out. Not only of the door. really? I didn't know We had to dig our way out of the door and then we had to dig up the whole driveway. I don't know how this car moved. Like, we dug for hours. Oh my God. Talk about I'm leaning like, into life, eh? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were not getting, because we were on a mountain and there is no one coming to save us. So, yeah. So, wait, how, like, why Norway? Like, did you have, like, some, like, had you been there before? Like, was there a connection to Norway or was it just, like, I want to go somewhere super remote? Like, I do have there? a connection. Um, yeah. I like to mentor students. I'm very about giving back simultaneous. Uh, I think a lot of people, like, do their career and then they give back later. I think mm-hmm. you should, I like to do it at the same time because it mm-hmm. keeps me grounded. Mm-hmm. And, it also keeps perspective on people who are entering the industry. Mm-hmm. It reminds you of where 100%. you came from, how hard it is to mm-hmm. enter, mm-hmm. and how few doors are open to, to people. And I want to be a person opening doors and championing the next generation. And I, I want them to surpass me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've heard so many people, even at the same school I help out at, with being like, oh, I'm, I'm actually like re- potentially replacing myself and out of kind of fear. And I asked them, well, why is that a problem? Like, you want them. You want to encourage mm-hmm. them to surpass you. You want them to to step up, step it up yeah. for the better of like humanity. That's amazing. And you probably learn from them in of the process, course. right? Yeah. Of if course. one of my students that I work with puts out something that blows my mind, how proud will I be? Yeah. Of course. Like what I couldn't even do that. That's yeah. amazing. Like yeah. that makes me so happy. So I. So this school, I. I I actually created a method of um, unlocking the body through live performance. And it's it's a whole other journey with my trauma healing because I, I had to do so much work with my own trauma from the car crash, which was very deep-rooted PTSD, not only from mm-hmm. the crash, but I have, a, mm-hmm. I have a very, very painful condition called cluster headaches. It's the most painful condition on the planet. Oh and um, so I have PTSD related to even just knowing they might come. Yeah, of course. So, of, mm-hmm. Yeah, layers and layers of trauma. Yeah. But what you'll notice trauma really does get stored in the physical body mm-hmm. so i learned a lot on how to release that and uh, i'm actually quite quite uh, a little magician with unlocking people's bodies now so i can i, I can just look at a person and i can mm-hmm. see where their trauma is immediately and so what i do is i start tricking their brain to unlock it without them sort of realizing that that's <laughs> what's going on but the beauty of it is i'm not teaching them how to perform all i'm looking is for their true self mm-hmm. right and when I can unlock their trauma, their true self just pours out. Like you punch a hole, it yeah. pours out. And so within about 20 minutes, you go from a person who's completely locked up and has nothing to give to you to a person who you feel them as like a stadium superstar mm-hmm. in a matter of 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so I've never had one, there's not been one student I haven't had a breakthrough with. I have a breakthrough with every student I work with. Um, it's, it's searching for the honest expression within themselves and so you find it and it's hard some are harder than others way harder than others and 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 i've been so stumped with certain students but it's Mm -hmm. a puzzle you have to you have to really go within yourself and be honest with yourself because when you get stuck it's it's often something you're blocked with within yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so then i'll be like okay what is it within myself that i'm resisting and then usually i get the answer and then i i bring it to them so that's a new that's just a new thing i'm working on and they kind of gave me free reign for a few months while I was in this cabin. So it was sort of like, hey, I'm gonna go in a cabin by myself. I'll come in every once in a while, mm-hmm. wasn't all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And I will work with your students. But it has to be on my own terms. 
Yeah. I, and yeah. I feel like I have like 90 million more questions and you're going to have to come back and do another episode. <laughs> <laughs> there is just like yes. so, much, like, so many layers that we just like, we we're talking about layers that we just like scratched the surface on. Like we mm-hmm. literally could have done an entire episode on the whale story. Like, that's literally yeah, yeah. 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 watching. Well, There's we, more about whales. We will be back. We will yeah. be back. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, ultimately like I, I it's rare that you get to, to have a songwriter in the public and that's a very mm-hmm. underrated and the most important part of this industry are the songwriters and and, and honoring the collaboration mm-hmm. and i think it's really important and i'm i think I'm, that's what it is this album would not be what it is i mean k is embedded in the soul of this album mm-hmm. so together yeah well, like whales whale <laughs> like whales <laughs> like when like two whales <laughs> when this episode drops i think the music video has just come out so go check yeah. it that's out that's a whole out. other episode just yeah. the journey of this like how you said why this episode volumes and everything. will have volumes <laughs> yeah. with you guys yes. here on i think Talking even Fast. you were confused when i sent it to you i was just it what? happened it all happened by accident so I that's a whole it. other episode is about we'll get yeah, there we'll yeah. get there we'll, we'll get, get there yes. we'll let everybody watch it yeah. and that. then take well, it in and then we'll dissect it yeah we'll welcome back we welcome we will wait till all five come out and then we'll do a full anthology dissecting all of it thank you so much thank you so much for coming thank you guys Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you're here every single Wednesday. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, give five stars. Make sure you check out all the incredible music that these two are putting out into the world. We will see you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm.